We should do this episode, though. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. How about a clap? <sighs> Pop. I beat you to it. You did. Now I got to do it again. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we done, children? All right. Okay. We done? Weirdo bookworms, unite. We want to share our love of genre fiction with you. Some readers out there may look down on you for your love of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy, but not us. So stop by as we discuss what we've been reading. Hi, genre junkies. This is Sandra. And this is Scott. And you are looking forward to one of the most buckwild editing situations I am ever going to put myself into. <laughs> Yeah, because tonight is a very special episode of Genre Junkies. That's right. We are reviewing a very special book with two very special friends from the Spooky Slumber Party. Woo! So we're uh, we're probably going to air this episode on both channels, yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so yeah. I guess this is also an episode of the Spooky Slumber Party, so I guess you guys <gasps> so introduce yourselves, too. Yeah! yeah. Insert theme song now. Party. Light as a feather. Yeah, Stick yeah. as a board. Yeah, yeah. Light as a feather. <laughs> Stick as a board. So over on Genre Junkies, what we do is we review books. We review horror, sci-fi, and fantasy, and all the subgenres therein. The first half is always spoiler-free, and on occasion, we like to have guests and interviews and this is a really meta episode because not only am I a genre junkie I am also a spooky slumberette Yay! So it's like my world's colliding, and when I love it. Pods collide. When pods collide. So you know who I am. You know who Scott is. Over on Spooky Slumber Party, I am known in some circles as the Lit Witch. That is true. Yay! Yeah. Why do they call you that, Sandra? Because of the books and the magic. Yes. <laughs> All right, who else Who else we got here? Who's my other slumberette roll call? Woo, so I'm Kelly Hitman. I'm known as the Scream Queen on Spooky Slumber Party. Love it. And right over there. Wait, why do they call you Scream Queen? Oh, because I do all that kind of acting type of stuff. <laughs> that there, was a, there was a little shoulder movement there. <laughs> and there was like Which you can't scratch. see, but you can hear it. <laughs> very sultry. Yes. So, like, a, like a salted nut. <laughs> How is a salted nut sultry? You just did it. You just showed it. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> like a cashew or a, a honey macadamia. <laughs> Quit naming nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and who's this fabulous creature? Hi, it's me. I'm Emma. I'm known as the Derby Devil yeah. on Spooky Slumber Party. Uh, why do they call you that? Because I play roller derby. Yeah. It Ooh. is my other true passion in life besides podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from just all things pod. So thanks, Genre Junkies, for having us here. Oh. Well, thank you for joining us. It's just, and this book is perfect to have you guys oh on. Oh my gosh. Yes. Perfect. Yep. In Ugh. fact, I believe it was the three of you on Spooky Slumber Party that suggested this book. Was it? I think so. Yeah. I, know. It, I think it, so. I think that's what it was from it Sandra. Yeah. No. Let me just say I listen to your episodes more than you do. True so that, I can definitely that. tell you it <laughs> yeah. was you guys who suggested Scott, it. <laughs> Scott edits all the content on the yes. on the genre junkies network. <laughs> um so let's just kind of get into it. I'm going to read the synopsis for you guys. So this is The Babysitter's Coven by Kate M. Williams. 
17-year-old Esme Pearl has a babysitter's club. She knows it's kind of lame, but what else is she supposed to do? Get a job? Gross. Besides, <laughs> Esme likes babysitting, and she's good at it. And lately, Esme needs all the cash she can get because it seems like destruction follows her wherever she goes. Let's just say she owes some people a new tree. Enter Cassandra Haven. She's Instagram model hot, dresses like she found her clothes in a dumpster, and has a rebellious streak as gnarly as the cafeteria cooking. So why is Cassandra willing to do anything, even take on potty training two-year-old to join Esme's babysitter's club? The answer lies in a mysterious note Cassandra's mother left her. Find the babysitters. Love, mom. I'm going to leave it at that. I am so glad that I did not read that synopsis. Why? Because you would have hated it. He doesn't like to read synopses. Yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah, I, I generally don't spoil myself with synopsises. But um, <laughs> <laughs> do you avoid trailers? Uh, no, no. Movies are different. Books, I, I books like the longer period of time that it takes to read it, I like to be more surprised as I go along. And, and see, that, that, I always tell him he's spoiled because as a book podcast, somebody needs to read synopses. <laughs> And so I do that. I keep I keep his little world pure. <laughs> Such a sacrifice. Such a sacrifice. I'm not as weird about spoilers in books, though. And I learned that from Kendara Blake. What Kendara, wonderful, beloved author, friend of the show, Kendara says, is that even like if with a book, even when it's done, those characters live on. So it doesn't matter if it's spoiled for you because you can't really kill a character. They're still going somewhere. And I always thought oh, that was really lovely. cool. And I'm like, I can hang with that. I really love that. Basically, when Kendara tells me to do something, I just do it. <laughs> she is she is the best. She's awesome. But this um this synopsis does kind it's weird because it tells a lot and at the same time it really doesn't because there's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. There's a lot of stuff that that is between all of those points that are in that synopsis that that really fleshes it all out. But that really does cover a lot of kind of the growth of the story. It does. Probably it, the first two thirds of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It one thing it doesn't really give away like the feel of the story though yes. just all the little yeah. details that make it so much fun the and the character. humor i mean there's oh a little God. just hearing you read it there was that little part where you were like gross yeah like okay that was funny but this book is hilarious you laugh out loud hilarious yep. like and i had read a few little things here and there saying it was funny and i'm like okay how funny is it gonna be no i was i was laughing out loud was at parts funny. yeah it's that funny it's that funny yeah um so so actually, let's just kind of get into it with the experience score. And we're going to do this round robin style. We are going to all talk about our patented genre junkies experience score. Uh, let's start with our guests. So Emma. Oh, me first. Experience score. Hit us. <laughs> um, okay. I think I'm somewhere in between Goodread and Page Turner because I did read this book incredibly fast. I think I finished it in like three or three or four days, mm. um, which is very fast for me because I haven't read books in a long time. <laughs> we did talk about this on Spooky Slumber Party. My goals, uh, one of my goals for this year was to just read more books. And I'm already into my third book yes! at the end of February. Yay. So that feels good. Wow. Oh, what, what's your other books? Um, the first one was uh, Babysitter's Coven. And then the second one was My Sister, the Serial Killer, which was pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah, we need to hear some hot takes on that. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't what I wanted it to be, but it was still really good. Okay. And now I'm halfway into um, Saturday Night Ghost Club. 
Look at you. You keep a very tidy TBR. You can tell you're not back on your reading game because for most readers, the TBR is a little bit of a mess. Yeah. She'd be red. You should see my nightstand right now. It's awful. (laughs) It's horrifying. Right. Look at this purple rolling shelf over here. This this is like a tenth of our TBR. Oh, God. That's why I got a Kindle so the nightstand mountain will shrink a little bit. So it doesn't doesn't guilt you just by falling on you in your sleep? Yep. Um, uh, so let's just a little bit more from Emma because I kind of we cut you off. We got too excited. Oh, it's okay. But um, what was it? Um, just a little bit more about this book for us. Uh, did bust through it so quickly because I really just wanted to know what was going to happen next. It, it reminded me a lot of the craft in a way of you know teen witches kind of thing, which yes. is super fun. Witches, oh, witches. No, not twitches. Twitches. Get out of here with your twitches. <laughs> we will not. I'm out. No, the craft rules all <laughs> yes it does yes it does. um i love 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 the craft i love the craft so much and it did it did remind me a lot of the craft with like more humor and more um i don't even just even like the the little fashion references oh! super fun yeah a lot of like uh, they you could tell like esme really loves the 90s yeah! as like a teen in the in in 2018 19 yeah you know it's very fun um yeah, I, I I like it a lot. I think I would definitely read it again as like a when I need just some chill time. Uh, to yeah. Like numb my brain for a little while book for sure. And that's what we call in the book community um, when you have a book hangover. Like, you know, sometimes you read a book and it's like it's so freaking good that you're like, I'm not ready for my next book. So then you need to have books on hand that mm. you can sub in for the hangover. So it's like, but okay, it's like, it's easy like a read reset. in, you know, yeah. you can you can rely on it to calm you. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel that. Yeah. Let's go to our slash my next guest i'm so confused (laughs) kelly this is so incestuous i know episode i love it i Um, feel like a lannister are you the host (laughs) (laughs) but i but lannister is my house in game of thrones so so (laughs) kelly does not watch game of thrones oh okay moving on and we're moving on i'm I have to just say it. I have to just say it. Say it. It's an obsession. All right. You guys already knew it. I I I had to go there. I had to go there. I'm so I'm so critical when it comes to my entertainment. But when I love something, I love it hard. Yeah. And you're in love. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Have you read it once through, or have you read it multiple times? Just once. Okay. Just once. The fashion references. The uh, I don't want to spoil too much but yes. the animal companion oh. yeah i mean that was like like i got teary-eyed because oh. it hit close to home yes oh yeah because yeah, uh, no yes. she has she has the the most wonderful pit bull yeah yeah she does and i was like oh my god this book is already everything to me and i was loving it. <laughs> loving it so much and then i found out she had a pit bull and i have a pit bull and i was like i love it so much i'm obsessed oh. <laughs> i love it i love that you're obsessed there's nothing wrong with being obsessed and you know okay scream queen and her ya that's that's like what i live for if you if you listen to spooky slumber party you'll quickly find out we know <laughs> you'll quickly find out <laughs> how much her YA. i am in a i'm into my children and teens horror sci-fi fantasy i also knew that how how much you would be obsessed with this just because kate's description 
descriptions of how, how she describes outfits. Oh, I was like, Kelly's oh. living for this. <laughs> I, I, f- I feel so seen by this book because that's how I got through high school is every day I did exactly what she does in this book. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like, ah. not that I thought I was alone, but certainly none of my friends at school did that. Coming up with different like, inspirations for outfits. No, no, it was like, oh, I'm going to wear a puka shell necklace and Abercrombie. <laughs> and Abercrombie. <laughs> I, I went to high school okay, in the so early 2000s. Okay, now I personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Your Hollister oh. jeans. To be not, fair, okay, my Abercrombie wrong jeans, with... they came from a thrift store. Okay, they were, I they were, that. They were, I applaud they were, Kind of between, you know, boot cut and bell bottoms. <laughs> and I wore them for like three years and they were the most comfortable jeans I've ever owned. Wait, That's does Abercrombie still exist? I haven't been to the it mall in years. Does. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. It smells exactly the same. <laughs> I feel like I need to walk smells- in just for the nostalgia. It smells like a sex club. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, Scott, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to interject here. So I'm somewhere between Page Turner and Obsession on this mm-hmm. book. I really had a great time reading it. It is laugh out loud funny. Um, Very inventive, has great pop culture and also like mm-hmm. current references. But not, oh, but not too much. Not in a way not that top. it's going to feel dated someday. Yeah. It's going to feel just like a nice little slice of life of its time, but not like, you know, when it's like, oh, this is trying to hard and all these things are too obscure now um so i was the same way like in high school yeah i my look was as i call it wearing the whole damn thrift shop (laughs) that was my look yes and i i mean i'm not super far away from that like in life now but it is like where you kind of have like a look like a character and it's like a funny thing like an outfit you put together and it's just one of like the ways that you survive adolescence yes um And it made me feel so inspired and so happy because, you know, sometimes you get nostalgic for those pieces of yourself that you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I miss that weird thing I used to do. And now it makes me like, why don't I do that anymore? I'm going to do that again. Why did I ever stop? Um, And I I like the witchy stuff in here. I like that it's a little bit different in like, you know, there's always fantasy witchcraft is different than like real life witchcraft, but um, they take a little bit of a circuitous route. And I thought it was very clever. So yeah, I I love this book. Scott. I'm going to put this solidly in page turner for myself. I really enjoyed this book. You know, there was there was about a, a two day period between me reading the first half of it and the second half of it that was actually really rough for me because I wanted to pick it back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's really fun. It's nostalgic while being really fresh and in- inventive at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one, you know, you do have a lot of like really strong 90s kids feels in there with like the craft and yes. and and that whole thing but babysitters club yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. oh my god we love the babysitters oh, club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but but the language in this book is it doesn't without trying too hard is very relevant to now you know the the acronyms and just the slang yeah you know a lot of times they throw those in the books to just kind of like flesh it out and make it feel more modern and more real and, 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 and yeah. even when it works well it kind of feels like it's just kind of shoved in there yep, yeah. this one like it felt like it was written by someone who just speaks that language fluently. Yes, yes. How they wrote it, and I really appreciate. And I, that. I always think about Scott on 
on um, on a previous episode of Genre Junkies when we talked about Betty Bites Back. And Scott did the whole like, how's it going, my fellow teens? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chevy line. That's, that's now like what I think of when I read YA because I'm always testing like, okay, does this is this believable or is this, is this a grown ass person trying yes. to fit in? Or <laughs> yeah, but like it's so it's just so real and so yeah, it's just yeah. real it's legit. Um. And how much, you guys, how much do we love that cover? Oh. That's one of the best Beautiful. book covers ever Wait, in my life. did we see that Kate posted the cover for the new book, the sequel? Yes. Wait, it's Wait. gorgeous. Oh. Okay, cover, pull, it up, pull it up, pull it up. Okay, so let's describe the cover. It is. Wait, here, I'll pass it around. Oh, okay, I have the next one. That's the, the sequel. sequel. Oh, my God. I love it more than the first uh-huh. one, I think. <laughs> Female solidarity. It might. Ah. <laughs> yep, I'm so Ugh. So the cover of the first one. <laughs> shades shades of I've ruined it a for you purple all. <laughs> magenta pinkies purple. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's like a pretty kind of moon and cloud and star motif going on. And the main s- subject is the the back of what we perceive to be a young female mm-hmm. wearing Who a- do we think it is? That Oh. oh. Oh, I I think oh. it's um Cassandra. I think it's Cassandra. It's, yeah, I think it actually yeah. might be Cassandra. Now that you mentioned oh my it. god, really Cassandra does have long dark it hair. It's Cassandra, the long dark hair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the and the denim jacket. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. And so then is that is that as wait? Do you say Esme or I think, Esme? I say Esme. Esme. Okay. So I think in the new one, I'm pretty sure that's Esme there. Esme I agree. Cassandra, that yeah. seems more Esme. Like, Mm-hmm. Cute. Oh my god, so mm-hmm. cute! Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. got this sick denim jacket with the patches. Oh, the, the back book patch. title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just so clever. Yeah. So, like when I when I first saw the cover, I was just sold immediately. I like couldn't follow Kate Williams fast enough. I yes, was like she's follow, our people follow, follow, for follow, sure. Follow. Yeah. Um. Can I? Uh. Before we get into the appeal score, mm-hmm. I did want to ask you all one question really quick. Ooh. Excited. Okay. Ready. I'm ready. Excited. Ready. It's not that like juicy. It's not that juicy um the babysitting aspect of that were you guys babysitters yeah me too that was my like first job um did a ton of babysitting i still do (laughs) for my nephew and Mm. i love it i love kids um as i've said before i don't breed well in captivity so i will not have any but um i love children i think they're wonderful breed well in In captivity captivity. yes (laughs) Yes, I did. That's the yeah, thing. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I, I kind of did here and there, but yeah. not not much. But I've always, yeah, I've always loved kids. I did a bunch of babysitting up until about maybe three or four years ago. I had a terrible babysitting experience, <gasps> and then I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> Hanging up my babysitting hat. I'm done. And then what about you, Scott? You didn't really until we had nieces and nephews. Actually, that's not true. I did an what? entire summer of babysitting a couple of kids every weekday. Whoa. For like a month. Wow. Yeah. What was this? Where was this? I was, it was when I was a teenager. Who's who were these children? They were they were um they were a friend of my mom's oh. kids and um as kind of a summer job I I I babysat them. I don't I don't know if it was five days a week. It was maybe like three days a week. I don't remember because I also quit a week before my quote unquote contract was up because it was <laughs> not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a line I had to highlight because oh my god this holds true to the babysitting I do now for for my nephew. I mean the number one perk of babysitting is OPP other people's pantries <laughs> oh my yep, god yep yeah oh my that's god like, yes because like for my nephew like I don't get 
paid in money but i'm like i want the good snacks get me yo snacks yeah. also when she talked about the um i don't remember what she called it like the the babysitter's, babysitter's crunch oh i highlighted it can we eat it can we make it I, and can I know. we eat it i have to know found a big okay I grabbed what I wanted, found a big bowl, and poured in a layer of frosted flakes. I smashed up a few pretzels and added them, then a handful of corn checks, some potato chips, and a generous layer of M&Ms. Then I sprinkled the whole thing with sugar, poured some milk on it, and stood back to admire my speciality. <laughs> Babysitter's Crunch. The perfect mixture of salty and sweet. Kellogg's should market this stuff. That is like a f***ing <laughs> orgasm. I, I need it. I'm gonna need almond or oat milk. Dream right there. Right. I need the almond to the oat or soy milk, but I'm down. Oh my god, I'm so into it. Just want to try it. I I don't know, man. That's a that's a lot. The sugar, just the sugar on top in particular, that's unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, but as a teen, yeah, as a teen, yeah, necessary. As a teen, teen, (laughs) right? Maybe now that we're all old and decrepit, we're like, I'll just leave off the extra sugar. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if I was, if that was me, I probably would have topped it off with like fruity pebbles instead of sugar. I love a fruity pebble. I feel like a fruity pebble crust on top would probably make it did you yeah. ever make rice krispie treats but with fruity pebbles yes yes that's yeah, where dude. it's at that's where it's at i mean hell yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> fine, heck yes my fellow teens heck yes my fellow teens <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like we need to get an outfit description is that going to be in the spoiler section oh i don't think that needs to be a spoiler section did yeah. you highlight a good one because uh, i know i there were some really good ones yeah. where i was like <laughs> I have to say, like, this is something I just realized on our last episode with the last story that we were reading. I appreciate a good clothing description written by a woman about a woman way better than when a man does it. It is so totally different. And it's one, it's realistic. (laughs) You know, they actually like go together. It's not like I was wearing jeans with a fuzzy top and a green fedora. That's that's not a look. look. But then if Kate, if Kate Williams describes it, it's a Look. Yeah. <laughs> with a capital L-E-W-K. Yep. I mean, I could see everything that she was wearing Same. in this book. I all, really all could. Yeah. And like, I wanted to wear it. Head to toe. Mm-hmm. Her and um and Janice. Oh, here's one that I love. Oh my gosh. 15 minutes later, in a forest green mock turtleneck, said cardigan, knee-length floral skirt, cream-colored tights, and penny loafers. I, Esme Pearl, babysitter on Halloween, left for school dressed as Lori Strode. Lori Strode. Babysitter in Halloween. Yes! Wait for it, wait for it. No one got it. Oh well. <laughs> so good. Like, oh my gosh, me, me, Same. me, 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 yeah. me. So good. Everyone knows what it feels like to be smarter than the people that you're dressing up for. <laughs> That's so true. That actually today at work I wore my I wore my shining shirt that just had the, the twins on it. Yes. And I had multiple people ask me, Who are those kids on your shirt? And I'm just like oh. you guys. How can you not? See, in know? high school, for me, it was like, oh, like, are you in a play? What play are you in? <laughs> like, is that a, what's your costume for? <laughs> what's your costume? I legit <laughs> thought it was a costume. It's oh, like, but is... every day, is, it's like, um, were you saying the RuPaul thing? Oh, we're all bored naked, but the rest is dry. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Love that quote. Although now, if someone asked you about your costume, you'd be flattered, right? <laughs> Like, just if you were walking down the street and said, oh, my God, like, how did you yeah. make that costume? You'd be like, 
Yeah. yeah. I'm doing it right today. That's right. I'm in a show. Good point. That's a good point. <laughs> and then I'd be like, come see my show. We open on April. Both yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is for my podcast, The Spooky Summer Party. <laughs> my podcast costume. Also, come watch Mamma Mia. This, yeah. this costume isn't from that, Pretty but much. I'm in it. <laughs> uh, one other super relatable thing that I loved so much is I decided to do what I always did when I was depressed. Watch horror movies and try to scare the sadness out of yes. myself. Girl. How seen? How seen were we all? I just wanted to talk about without spoiling it specifically the magic system in this book. Interesting. It is so yeah. oh. it's 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 it, 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 it just like everything else in this book. Like it's, it's so like it's very different, and yet I feel like I've seen it before. Like it's familiar, it's, but exactly, yeah, yeah. but, but not too very familiar. unique, very oh, clever. It's, yeah, it's, but not it's, too not familiar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's its own language, and if you're anyone who has even the slightest bit of interest in like word wordplay or what's the word like etymology, you know, or like yeah. um, different languages, you'll really appreciate these spells in particular. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things that I want to point out in this book because. Because books like this have a tendency of, of either going like, you know, just like very fantasy, don't question it sort of thing, which I, I love, but mm-hmm. um, but rarely digs into like kind of more of a hard magic system. Mm-hmm. Whereas this kind of actually successfully plays in both sandboxes. I yeah. And and yeah. I really like that. Cause I yeah. love I love a good hard magic system where like these are the rules, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. And normally you don't see anything like that in a book like this. And this this stays very playful while still having kind of a, a sense to it. Yeah, it kind of gets into that magical realism yeah. zone yeah. that I love so much. So smart. She says, so, oh, gosh, um, can I hit us with the appeal score before we move on to the spoiler section? Yes. We'll go in the same order. Kick it! <laughs> Listen to Spooky Inside jokes from our podcast. <laughs> Um, Emma, Derby yeah. Devil. Yeah. What's your John O'Junkie's appeal score? You know, honestly, I think I'd give it I think I'd give it broad. I do think a lot of people could could get into this. Not not like everyone, because uh not everyone loves the craft like we do. Uh but <laughs> um I do think a lot of people, especially women, would, would jump on this and, and yeah. feel seen and and um and nostalgic yeah and yeah yeah i love that answer and um i i'm pretty much right there with you uh i'm i'm somewhere between a general and broad it's hard because there's a lot of you know ya and, and we're not super into like this is ya this isn't ya this is y- young adult mm-hmm. this is new adult or any of that stuff we're always just like a good book is a good book mm. but i will say that this one I I don't know that I'd recommend it for maybe like like baby boomer like I don't think adults you mean <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> okay boomer I'm not sure I and that's a generalization but I think that you'd have to probably be a Gen X or younger to to really appreciate this book so I have to you know kind of scale it back a little bit but I mean I'm sure there's boomers who would love this book and I love the idea of them reading it oh yeah but my um, mom would love this book (laughs) right exactly there's exceptions but it's like I think of like we always use Scott's mom as an example I don't think she would 
enjoy have this. Any interest in it yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, there's other YA that I know she would love. And she has loved that we've told her to read. Absolutely. And and I, I happen to agree with you that I think <laughs> it's <your> mom. <laughs> it's a it's I think it's I'm somewhere between general and broad. Yeah. Um I, I'm a little bit more towards general, which I think that this is great for just about anybody who is um, you know, Gen X and younger. So basically all of the children of the world. <laughs> 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 I don't think there's been an adult since the boomers. So that's I think kinda... I would agree. Crew, I agree. I agree. Boomers and of course uh well basically well, if you had the chance of being drafted in a war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but I, I think you know, I think that within that range that's it's huge. mass. Yeah. I mean there, there's very little in in our generation particularly, which I guess we're all millennials. We're all millennials, we're all millennials right? Yeah. I was yeah. just thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. I, I think that this is a real strong millennial book like mm-hmm. just if you are a millennial just just read it even more than a zennial I yeah think it's like yeah millennial. i think millennials and really cool zennials <laughs> <laughs> um what's your appeal score kelly uh it's probably just wishful thinking but i i go with mass because i think there's so many teens <laughs> so many of my fellow teens that need, <laughs> that need to read this and need to feel seen and heard by this i agree and just the just the playfulness the humor of it i think is is so appealing i absolutely love this universe this world that she's created and like oh my god this is only the first book like there's so much more to come this is so exciting yeah i can't wait and this is her first uh, novel yeah I, can, I think yeah so. i think so yeah. yeah i'm just so excited to read anything else she does mm-hmm yeah, but yeah, I'm going. I'm going mass. I'm going all the way. Just going big. Go going big or go home. Yeah, I'd like to believe that, especially <laughs> for the youngins today. There's yeah. a lot of teen girls for that I see from from the interwebs. Yeah, I will say. <laughs> that, I think. Uh, I think there's a lot of um, kids and tweens that probably aren't going to be allowed to read it because I think parents are going to be scared by the title. Having, having Coven in the name, I think right parents alone are going to be scared, and they shouldn't because. No. But you know what? Witches are your friends. That means the kids are going to want to read it even more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. I actually heard that she was originally, she originally wanted the title of the next book to be called Big Curse Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is so much better. Oh, I, I like love that. It. Oh, I like that I like that, that so much I like better. that a lot, a lot. What is it? Oh, yeah. It's called For Better. The, the sequel better to cursed? The Babysitter's Coven is called For Better or Cursed. But then so. her editor cute. wanted that one. I mean, it's I cute. I like that one, too. Mm-hmm. I like them. I like them both, but the but big curse energy. So big awesome. curse energy is amazing. That's perfect. It's That's so perfection. Good. Okay, so before we move on to the spoiler section, just in case you didn't know, would one of my my cohorts plug Spooky Slumber Party for the genre junkies listeners? Because I plugged genre junkies. Let's do it for the slumber party. Yeah, kick it. So Spooky Slumber Party is three ghouls. It's kind of like a babysitter's club. It's kind of like the babysitter's club. Except, <laughs> except, except we're not no babysitters. Except, no children. Except yeah. we're not babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> um, except for nephews. Nephews are allowed. <laughs> yes. And nieces. Yes, nephews and nieces are um, So we're three gals that are really into horror and have been for a long time. Grew up with scary books and movies. And um, well, some of us got into it at different times. But I mean, we all met here now as, as adults. We don't act 
act like adults. <laughs> Not at all. Which is the point of having this podcast because it's it harkens back to the the days of yore when you go to a slumber party and you'd watch a spooky VHS tape in your PJs and play light as a feather, stiff as a board, and Bloody Mary. So if all that sounds appealing to you, then check out our podcast because it really is a slumber party. We sit around in our PJs and talk about spooky things. We're in the PJs right now. Yep, I've got some cozies on. Yeah, I'm the only one in like jeans. <laughs> No change. I really. Why? Why am I not like joining you in the in the PJs? This is. I I stopped by my house after work with food in my car, and I was like, "Nope, gotta put on my gotta put on my cozy clothes. Gotta put on my cozy clothes, my comfies." (laughs) I had the opportunity to join you in a slumber party. You're at your own house. Go put on your comfy pants. Do it. He's go. He's go. While he's changing, I'll continue to <laughs> talk about how wonderful our podcast is. Um, but yeah, so it's it's very different from other horror podcasts where we do review movies and books mm-hmm. and music and all things horror related. We're, we're not too... I guess we sometimes get kind of scholarly about it, but we, it's yeah. it's very laid back. We keep it accessible. It's not gatekeepy. Exactly. No. It is not gatekeepy or and we neck get, beardy we whatsoever. We get adjacent horror adjacent. We do a like lot. Like we just did a sci-fi episode. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of female empowerment. And but you do not have to be a female. That's a good point. That's show. a good point. Yeah. I have exactly. a lot of dude friends that really enjoy our show. That makes me very happy. They yes. want that energy. Every Everybody, regardless of your gender or lack thereof, I think once that energy, that slumber party energy. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're all invited to the slumber party. So we hope you'll you'll come by. Just wear your PJs. Bring your Ouija board. Comfy oh, pants. Comfy. Yes. Scott's Yay. comfy. You look, you're very color coordinated. Is that? I know. Yes. That was so fast. Normally, too. like if you, you were, guys, that's like that's an ensemble. If you that's guys weren't here, he would have just kept on that same blue flannel. Mm-hmm. I actually probably would have, yeah. Yeah, and just this like is the comfiest I've ever seen you. Really? Well, maybe besides your Mario outfit on Halloween. That was pretty comfy. <laughs> <laughs> that was barely clothes. <laughs> it's barely clothes. All right, gotta take a quick break and then be back for the spoiler section. Enjoying the show? Please like and subscribe on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Genre Junkies. And don't forget to visit the website, genrejunkies.com. Can we just just talk about Pig a little bit more? Yes. Pig, the real star of the real star of Babysitter's Cup. I hope Pig continues to be so big, you know, and a member of the coven. Yes. Yeah. How cute was that? So cute. Okay. We just did it. When Pig talked, (laughs) when Pig talked, when Pig talked, (laughs) I thought about him. If I say what Boris talked, I'll cry. And like, what no, you, what, you know what was really sweet though was that like it was just a temporary thing. Like she decided she didn't really like pig talking. Actually, this is. Weird. And this is like actually, yeah, actually, this is. Yeah. I liked it better before. I thought that was so sweet that it was just like pig be pig. She wanted her just the way she was, and it was like it was very much like pet cemetery. Like you know, sometimes they're le- just live. Sometimes they're better left dead. dead. Better. Sometimes sometimes dead is better. <laughs> but no, like dead sometimes like the natural course of things is better. You guys know Kyle, it's right? Kyle yeah. likes oh, to make that. Kyle likes to make stupid puns Take and shot everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle likes to make stupid puns, but or, or I tried going gluten free for a little while. But you know what they say in Pet Cemetery: sometimes bread is better. 
went, you. Oh my god, it's such like a long so setup. It does it, does it all the time. So like these huge it. long setups where I'm like actually invested in a story. I think yes. he's telling me, and then it ends up with a stupid pun, and I'm like, no. fuck you, dude. Well, I'm like, you're gonna on, be a great dad. He does have, that on yeah. Instagram with like not necessarily a pun, but like a weird long setup for like a story. Yes, but I love it. It's like totally oh, our humor. So good. Yeah. See, we don't have the same thing like because our cat stitches just talks and says what she would normally say yeah like just it's all Makes there we, we know what she's saying yeah we know when she's cursing at us we know when she's you feed happy me. <laughs> yeah uh but pig was so sweet and i love that pig like was part of the coven like really like yes like yes. legitimately was part of the coven like so was was needed for the ritual yeah mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. So now pig was a rescue. Pig was a stray. Yep. <gasps> Rescued. Yes. Yeah. How awesome. So let's, we kind of bounce around in all of the spoilers section. So you can kind of feel free to chime in with, um, you know, some stuff that was just kind of like burning at you. And I actually had one thing that I wanted to pose to the group that's a little bit serious. Oh, interesting. So I, like many non-neurotypical people, <laughs> not to out anybody, but everybody in this room is... <laughs> not neurotypical <laughs> um when a problem or it could be a physical problem is solved by magic and at first with mom i was not immediately happy like when she was in the you know the the mental hospital mm-hmm. i don't know a nicer way to put that um it was like oh god is this gonna be like a magical thing is she magically quote Thank unquote you. crazy yeah and then like you get magically cured and and i was really like i had to think about it like honestly it kind of took me out of the book for a few times there and then of course when the reveal happens but then i was like it's okay because they never actually diagnosed her with anything Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. yes Yes. Yes. you're hitting the this button yeah and it is like a a cursed it's kind of like a trade sort of thing like as long as you know Erebus is here you know bleh, 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 like that's the way it's gotta be yeah but that was like what took me a minute where I was like honestly I was like am I offended by this and then I was like no I'm not but I had to think about it a minute yeah I don't think See, it's as problematic as if she was cured by magic through like a spell like I found a spell yeah. that makes you normal yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. the, the fact that it was yeah. caused by magic makes it less problematic in my yeah. view but exactly. I totally understand what you mean because I I kind of had a weird feeling with that. Yeah, I needed it to be clarified. In, in yeah. a weird sort of way, kind of the same way that I had had a weird feeling with Pig when she first started talking. I'm like, I don't know no, how, yeah. I don't know if I if I want this. I don't know if I want that. Yeah. We're getting yeah. anamorph, we're getting a little anamorph. Oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, yeah, it didn't, it, I didn't have any of those thoughts. It never bothered me because it was just part of the story and I feel like it was, it was actually a clever thing to come up with where her being cursed, um, it, it turned out in a way that made her like it, it didn't seem like anything magical. It just seemed like, oh, she's has a mental illness and has to be in a hospital treated for it. But I think it wasn't like yeah. she was cursed and she has green tentacles growing out of her head. You know, it was like something that would fly under the radar and not be seen as quote unquote magic. As magic. You know, yeah, and I, I think and, that's like, it. Like 
Exactly. There wasn't a diagnosis. It wasn't. Because I know this sounds like I'm making this up. I am not. There are books where people are like, well, dyslexic or they or I mean, just a billion other types of, you know, like I said, like different abilities or like mental wellness and it gets cured. And it's like, that is so irresponsible. Mm. It's either cured or it's the source of their power, which can be empowering. But in some in some cases, it's also kind of tread so carefully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you think it's maybe like the author, like maybe they, I don't know, they're using it as a coping mechanism. Like maybe they're suffering from something and they're like, "Ah, I wish I could just be magically cured because I'm so frustrated with this thing I'm struggling with oh i feel yeah so i'm I'm not in therapy so yeah you know it's like but it's yeah but it's it's i'm not saying it's a healthy coping mechanism but yeah maybe writing about it i don't know help them get out some anger well i feel like that's gonna situational yeah and i feel like that's gonna be a kind of a stronger theme in the in the you know future books as well Mm -hmm. i mean i wouldn't be surprised if that's touched on a little bit you know even harder like okay well what is the right thing to do in this case like is he going is the right thing it's, is to trap him in the negative for the rest of eternity it's kind and of against their code right yeah. like with the things you're supposed to do like mm-hmm. we don't even know all their code yet yeah we know we we know they can't kill him but if he's really just going to be that destructive then maybe him being in the negative is the right thing and is that something that you know that's just she's going to have mental issues because of that mm-hmm. i think that that's something that that can really be explored in future books and i don't think it's it's been ruled out at this point mm-hmm. but yeah I, I don't have any concerns about Kate Williams being like problematic at all. No, me neither. Yeah. 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 It was very compassionate those... for her characters. Yeah, it was just one of those things that for like, of... yeah, it like made me do the record scratch a little bit <laughs> to be like, let's see, let's see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. And um, I loved that there is some diversity in this book. I knew you were going to love that. I was like, oh, yes. Sandra oh, yeah. is going to yes. be quaking. Because mm-hmm. you got to, you, you have got to. to. You got yeah. And especially yeah. like, you can tell, and I won't name names, it's not really the stuff we review on here, but when people throw in diversity just to have diversity, mm-hmm. and it's like... My biggest pet peeves. Yeah, and it's like, no, like, this is natural and real, the diversity that we have in this. Cassandra is Hispanic, Janice is Black, it's like, it's all good. Wait, you don't find out, I mean, you don't really find out that Cassandra is, it's not in is Mexican until yeah. way later in the book, exactly. and it's just, it's just natural. Off- I love that. thing i loved that it wasn't in their yeah. descriptors and, yeah. and janice when when she's being described it's clear that she's a person of color and, and i love that but it, it feels in this book um like so many other things like it's just natural and that's it's how just, she yes. that's how she pictured the character just from the get-go and that's just who the character was yeah i was i was pleased just punch yeah more 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 um, can I talk about the um the semi love interest that ended up being oh. a <laughs> I love how it turned out at the end. It just made me happy. Dion, 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 yeah. I yeah. I when I started reading it, I when it got to like describing Dion and like yes. you know, I was just like, Oh god, this is such a teen book. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, like hot teen guy. I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it turns into at the end where they're just like talking 
yeah. about him oh for like the last like four or five chapters. Like this guy's an idiot. And I loved idiot. it. Like, I lived isn't for that. It. So accurate to your teenage experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like definitely. oh my god, I love him so much. And three weeks later, it's like oh, he's no, the he's worst. Actually dumb. Like, oh my he's god, very dumb. He's actually very dumb because he just <laughs> seems like kind of sweet and like you know just kind of unbothered. Okay. And then like yeah. by the end of it, he's like, is that my dad? Is that my dad? Like. Dad? <laughs> funny i I loved how Uh, twisty turned though because i was a little nervous that it was going to be like a oh like romance is going to be the main thing about this book and i was like that was just kind of like no thank you but then it like it ended up with like you know majority of like this is about the coven and female empowerment does it it passes the was it the bechdel test yeah yeah Yeah. it was nervous about it like when it when that came up i was like this don't pass the back of the fish. <laughs> and then and then at the end I was like, nope, it passes. We're good. <laughs> and you know, I'm like really into names of characters too. That's yes, like one of my favorite I things. Love and it's perfect for him being Dionysus, who's the god of wine and partying and kind of bacchanalia. Because it's like it sounds like he's so like, oh, Dionysus. You're like, oh wow, that's like so awesome and sophisticated. And then you're like, no, he's actually just kind of dumb. He's like a frat guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then same thing with Cassandra, because that's, you know, she's a she was a prophetess who saw the downfall of Troy and nobody kind of believed her. And I kind of feel like that's kind of our Cassandra too, where, you know, she kind of has all this stuff going on under the surface and people have just kind of been like, whatever, you're foster kid, you're dumb, you know, yeah. like not taking her seriously. Exactly. Oh, and then yeah. I love how the douchey guys at school talk about her because it's so real. Ugh. Even though it's like super dirty and not okay and inappropriate, I like that she went there and mm-hmm. it wasn't just like, wow, look at that smoking hot babe. No, it's like they say disgusting stuff about her in this book, but I'm like, that's how it is. Yes. That's how yeah. teens talk. So like, I'm so glad she didn't censor herself. I love the much. part where uh, Esme and uh, Janice are like sizing her up in the cafeteria. <laughs> where they're like, all right, where's she going to sit? Where's she going to sit? Yeah, and yes, she just dumps yes. her tray into the garbage can and walks out. And Janice just goes, scene. bold. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay, who, who's your favorite girl? Oh, God, that's hard. I'm. I don't know if you... Okay, part of the magic of this story is the the fun diversity of all yeah. the girls. Yeah. I think Cassandra's my favorite. I think... I vibe with Cassandra. I vibe hard with Cassandra. <laughs> oh, man. Especially so, with the, like, that, dealing that, with children just, and being I'll like, what? I'll give you time to think. What? What I'll give doing? you time to think. Because it's easy. Esme, like, no question. It's so yep. easy for me. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I'm a... Yeah. But I, I think Esme is who I relate hardest to. But at the same time, I see so much of myself in Cassandra mm-hmm. and Janice. I stand Janice. <laughs> yes. I love Janice yes. so much. Janice is amazing. Janice because is very real. She is really yeah. real. I mean, she, I mean, this whole thing that just like comes at her sideways is a lot to deal with. Yeah. More her best for friend her than anyone else. Her yeah. Entire life all yeah. of a sudden can move things with her mind and she's like, okay, mm, I'm just going to take a step back. Yeah. Oh, and there's the person that broke in when she's babysitting. Yeah. And it's like, that is actually traumatizing. Yeah. Horrific. But Let at, it be. But at the end of the day, she's still there for her when yep. she needs her, and she's like, it's "Like, I just need one more thing from you." And she's like, "No, screw that. I'm, I'm not leaving until this is done." Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it's just such a wonderful female solidarity, female empowerment in so much of this book. Yeah. I just want to say like when I got about two thirds of the way through and I realized, all right, this is definitely, this is definitely setting up for a sequel. There's no way this is going to be wrapped up in a bow. Like completely at the end of this, I started to get even more excited. Yes. There's going to be more. I don't have to like be afraid of finishing this book. There's going to be more. Cause I I just, I love this, 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 this mythos Mm -hmm. that she's created. Can we talk about the coach? Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> What's is, his name again? Brian. Brian. Brian is so ridiculous and like almost Monty Python level <laughs> yes. just ridiculousness. Yes. 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 And he starts out as this character. You would think they would have nothing in common. He reminds yeah. me of the PE teachers that I had that I just like did not even. And she says like in there that he looks like ludicrous. <laughs> I imagined him, especially after when when he like took them back to his house to like tell them everything. I imagined him like Samuel L. Jackson in um in the Marvel movies. Who is he? Oh, uh, Nick Fury. Uh, yeah, I I imagined him like Nick Fury. <laughs> I did. <laughs> in, Suddenly like, the, he had one like, eye. Very serious, but like like no bullshit, but also like sarcastic as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I loved him, and I love that like the the comparison was just thrown right out there because it's not a comparison, just kind of like her other references. It's a total homage to Buffy, totally because like so I and then, yeah, and she yeah. even like calls it out. Yeah, and then the, the coach is like, "Wait, what's that? I've never heard of that." And, and then they like, like oh, explain Buffy. Yeah, and to then him. and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm like passingly familiar." Yeah, he's like, oh, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, but like he's so different. Okay, oh so God. I'm a huge Huge Buffy fan. Are you oh, guys Buffy fans? I am obsessed with the '90s movie. Oh, okay, okay. I was. Huge I've never seen the show when I was a kid. Well, hold on, hold on. Show. You have not answered this question. This is very important. Buffy. Never seen it. I've never seen it. I've oh, never seen but it. But I know, I know the gist. I know the yes. gist. But oh. no, oh God, I, no. I, I was too young. I was. Too You're so one of the only excited. people. Like you've never seen. I, I want to watch it because I, I, oh, you I have, love it. I'm you are one of the lucky the ten thousand today. Ooh. We are absolutely going to be introducing you to Buffy the Vampire Yay. Slayer. Yay. I'm afraid I'm not going to like it. One through three, you'll still like. We'll see about after that. Okay. So I was okay. huge into Buffy as a kid. I did like the movie. That's obviously where I started. But I loved the TV show. I watched it religiously i read the books all of it and i still have like retained a lot of my buffy knowledge um but yeah it's like great because cassandra is a lot like faith yes (laughs) (laughs) only way cooler than faith yes and but giles and brian are like nothing the same and easily isn't really the same as buffy either it's just kind of like it's again it's a fun homage just like with the babysitters club with all of the references is it's like just let it be what it is and it's a bold choice to not only like it's one thing to be in beer like oh it's kind of like Buffy like kind of like a little n- wink wink nudge nudge like yeah I know this is kind of like Buffy that's kind of the point mm-hmm. and to like go like okay no I'm gonna explain the whole premise of Buffy the Vampire <laughs> Slayer like no seriously this really is like this yeah <laughs> oh and then I got and then I got major American Horror Story coven vibes mm-hmm. with some of the mm-hmm. stuff too especially the council yep oh so good I, one of the things I love about about the magic system in this, it, with the four items and, and then more mm-hmm. like that, I feel like we could like make spells. <laughs> you <laughs> right? know what I mean? Like, oh I feel God. like you could oh make God. spells. Do you guys want to try? Yes. Can we try one? Let's try Look one. Look up some spells from the book. <laughs> from Let's the put book. some together and then, yeah. and then we can just 
I don't know. Gonna Start levitating. Pickle. Just want to touch on some more quotes here. Please. I'm just scrolling through my They're a great there. jumping off point. I love how she describes Kansas. Oh my God, that was so funny. But just so, just so sweet and touching. Yeah. And just, again, so perfectly teenage and relatable. She says, the sky is huge and close, as if you could touch it if you've just found the right tree to climb. And the landscape is as subtle as no makeup makeup. There are no mountains intimidating you into a appreciating them and there's no ocean throwing itself on the rocks to demand your attention the planes are just like we're here and we're chill <laughs> it's so poetic but so teenage it's yeah, so perfect funny. it's very much like it's not california yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's the opposite of california and, like, and it's nice it's nice in its own way for yeah. not being california i honestly have never heard someone speak so lovingly about kansas before yeah might be the last. <laughs> I just think that's I'm sorry, so Kansas, sweet. I've never seen you. I've n- I haven't either, but I yep. think that's We're all going to take a trip I, to Kansas I was really day, touched. And be like, oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Kate is from Kansas. She's got to right? be. She's originally from Kansas, yeah. and now she no lives one else in, would in describe California. Like, how, that is just so cute. Like, she needs to write more about her, her home. And I want to know if that um, sculptural garden is real, because that was freaking yeah, awesome. I'd go. Oh, I'd go. Yeah. oh, and I love the dedication of the book, too, to the babysitters. It's like mm-hmm. past, present, and future or something. Oh, so good. So heartwarming. You guys, what if this, like, really takes off and we get a movie? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think, oh, I think this actually could make a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want it to be a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very protective of, of yes, books yeah. that yeah. I love, but this would make a good movie. I, I have not watched it, nor have I read the books, but kind of like to all the boys I loved before where it's like you know like they're kind of throwing out like movies every once in a while of the series I could see it like that Mm -hmm. like it doesn't need to be like an episodic 10 part thing maybe but like give me a good movie every every once in a while Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I worry when it comes to YA kind of fantasy sort of situations like this though where you kind of run into like a Percy Jackson problem oh you know what I mean? We're like, oh, they did Percy Jackson so dirty. They did it real bad. <laughs> they did it real bad. You know, we're like, it's almost too childish. It's oh, almost cool. too like, like, like grandiose and more like. It, well, yeah, and then you have Pierce Brosnan as a centaur. Yikes! Nobody asked for that. Nobody, nobody yikes. needed that. Yeah. Big yikes! You got another quote for us? Sure do. Um, this is a little shout out to everyone with anxiety. I'd never felt powerful in my entire life. I mean, I was forever paying with large bills because I was too scared to hold up the line while I dug for exact change. Same. I lived in fear that a stranger would ask me what time it was, but I could do things that other people couldn't. Not that I wanted to, but if I had, I could even have smashed the hell out of everything Stacey Wasser made in pottery class and really made her pay for touching my turtle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that story and then it goes in and talk about her chunky mary janes i'm just like okay i'm sold yeah <laughs> and then it just gets better i'm sold her. yeah i want her i want her closet yes <laughs> like- <laughs> Every, everybody does um i that is a really really sweet way to look at anxiety especially i think that young adult anxiety yeah which is a little yeah and I, I like that it's not too um like just describing anxiety with like the little everyday things like that yeah. like oh i don't want to be digging for change yeah. and now i'm like i will hold like, up don't the care line. i'll hold up the dang line <laughs> what if i want my change i'll use my change this the wasserman reminded me i know it's a different it's character awesome. <laughs> but in when the cheerleaders like oh. try to jump them oh, oh my god and cassandra's oh. just throwing those sick 
burns because that is exactly how I felt in high school when some stupid chick would think like, oh, you're looking at my man. It's like your man is disgusting and a child and I'm not looking at him. (laughs) Uh, Again, wishing you were my friend in high school. (laughs) So good. So I'm going to ask you guys a question that I asked uh, last week. When you read a book that takes place in a high school, do you picture it taking place in your high school? Yes. Nope. You don't, totally. but, but you do. Yeah, totally. me too. Yeah. Me too, almost every time. For me, it's not like, like parts of it will remind me of my high school, but then parts won't. Yeah, so. Yeah. I I mean, the high school I went to, I was partially homeschooled, partially took classes at the school I homeschooled through, and it it's a, it's a, it's not a high school, it's dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine... The gym, because for some reason, Rika Valley Christian took their basketball very seriously. And we had a very nice gym. So I imagine the gym whenever I think of gym, like read about gym classes or anything like that. But anything else like hallways, lockers, all that stuff. Like I imagine a beautiful, like pristine, really cool high school. Right. Yeah. Because that's what it is for me, too. It really depends. Because like we didn't have lockers, like, you know, like a lot of that stuff that's in books. It's like, uh, you know, so many books and movies talk about lockers. That's like a huge thing. And like. Nobody, thing. nobody used their locker in my school. I had locker. Oh, did I use it? it. Yeah. Did you decorate oh, really? it? I, I mean, no. Did you put pictures and stuff in it. Not really. Yeah, yeah no one did. No, you know what we did? A statue in it for a year. <laughs> we put everything into our backpacks and got all kinds of like back and shoulder problems from yes. like, carrying around all those books. And Sorry, we laughed. <laughs> and we laughed at the kids who had the rolly backpacks, and it's like they were. Smart. Oh my god, the rolly backpacks. They were smart. They smart. I don't think any of you would have been friends with me in high. School. Did you have a rolly backpack? I did for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did theater. Y- yeah. You did but, not, but not at the high school. I did oh. theater outside of the high school. I was too good for the high school theater. No, I wore jeans, usually those bell, the yeah, aforementioned the bell, Abercrombie yeah. mm-hmm. bell bottoms, with a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> oh. and often a um, often a sporin from a kilt as my... Um, Which is basically like, a fanny pack. What a wild oh combo. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was a nut. And you had Whoa. that hair, yeah. that floppy hair. I want to, I want to. That put was together... freshman year. That was freshman year. I didn't do that after that. After that, I had hair like, like, yeah. <laughs> I like the. I like that we had a mall scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love the dying that. mall. Love yeah, so the dying good. mall. So, oh, that just hit close to, again, hitting close to home. You know what? Something yeah. about that dead mall wasn't as sad as the dying malls that we see right now uh, here. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, it's it's uh-huh. better when it's dead. Yeah, yes. It, yeah. Sometimes dead, dead is better. better. Because, uh, I mean, it was sad and creepy, uh-huh. but it's not as sad as like when it's in its death throes and still like, you know, there's still like those five stores okay. that are hanging on and there's like 20 empty stores and it's like, why is this place even occupied oh. anymore? You know what I mean? There's one in Bakersfield that Jonathan and I would like actually hang out at like our first movie date was at this dying mall that had like five stores in it but it's a big mall and they had the movie theater and then it had a comic book store that we hung out in a lot and then there was like a little arcade and then maybe like a soccer store like it was so weird seems actually like a dope dying mall though oh it was dope (laughs) we hung out there a lot the east hills mall dude in bakersfield yeah um we saw cabin in the woods there for our first official date yeah Yeah. very cute yeah, it was a very sad place because I remember it when I was like a kid when I lived in Bakersfield and remembering the East Hills Mall being this elaborate, fun, awesome place yeah. and then being back there as an almost like an almost adult at, at like 18 years old and being like, 
Like this mall is wow. This is sad. <laughs> okay, real quick though, the coven. Lori Strode is in their coven. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Like, what, like how how does that work? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Let's unpack that. I don't think it's I I mean she I don't think it's Lori Strode. I feel like it is um The spirit of Lori. No, that it's Jamie Curtis. Really? Oh see. No, I think it's it's Jamie Lee Curtis played Lori Strode in the movie. Lori Strode is an she's saying Lori Strode is an actual person. I think it's Jamie Cur- I think it's Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle where I'm not saying the spirit of like the ghost of Lori Strode. I'm saying it's like this the spirit of the the um Help me. Uh, uh, <laughs> the like the, the feeling of the yeah like um, yeah um, final girl babysitter uh, archetype. Yeah, I guess of like Laurie Strode, you know, yeah. like yeah. and see, I'm I'm a different one where I oh, think is- it is like it's like this quintessential you know late 70s early 80s babysitter that is like at some point john carpenter saw this real witch and was like that's my laurie strode and he based it really heavily off of this real person who's like yeah that that that's me like he just basically stole my look my identity and i loved her i loved her just comments like nice sweater so good so good yeah that 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 moment when when they come in and just save the day but like you know and close the portal like that was so awesome like just like okay it was in a way it was actually kind of relieving to me that the big wigs the leaders of this secret organization are four women like that 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 was really nice Mm -hmm. well that i was worried i was worried like this is gonna be like oh you know there's really like two sides of the story kind of situation and which i do like that in some books but in this one i I just was not prepared for that kind of thing to happen and i don't feel like that is really going to be happening because there are women in charge and everything's okay Mm -hmm. i hear you and kind of like oh if only the rest of the united states got on that (laughs) or the or the world or the world (laughs) but to kind of piggyback on that um I, I kind of had the same feeling too because I'm fine if um, Ismay ends up being a, you know, quote unquote chosen one, like a special, special sitter. But I liked that in this book, it's like she's obviously got skills, but she doesn't have it all down. Yeah, no. Like she, she still needed help. And and I, I really liked that because I'm kind of over that trope a little bit of like, oh my God, she could do something that like the council couldn't. And it's like, on her first try out the gate. Yeah, like, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like that more. The girl who lived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't get a chosen one feel from her, at least from no. this. I'm book okay if she does end just, up being yeah. a special one, but yeah. yeah. You know, she they're all the thing is like they they are framed, the, the sitters are framed as being badass from like from every single one of them, all those pictures on the wall of them getting like you know beat up, but they're like smiling and they're they're just yes. badass women. Yeah. Like it just you Especially get this feeling that's just mom. like they're all awesome. Like they're all awesome. There's no like okay, this one's like the best of the best, or this one's like they're just all great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and they have their own special skills, but they're just all awesome, and I really like that. It's mm-hmm. it, you know I don't want to see a whole lot of like competition and backstabbing. I think that Ooh, would yeah, I, don't I think wanna, that would do a lot that. to no like girl hate. like no. damage damage what's been built in this world. Yeah. I, I trust yes. Kate not to do that. Yep. Yeah. Also, can we get like Pokemon style trading cards of little creatures, like the little gooey little <laughs> yes. monsters? Yes. The yes. Yeah. Can we? 
can we have that? I, I want to <laughs> adopt Kevin. I want Kevin. 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 I love Kevin. <laughs> so sweet, poor sweet Kevin. Kevin. Reminded me flat with like a little slimy. Yes. And it reminded me of Up because the bird he names he names him Kevin. That was so good. And does anybody else just love Ismit? Is oh my God? I'm now I'm calling her something else. Daddy. <laughs> does anybody else just love Ismit's dad? Yes. Yeah. And I feel so bad so for him sweet. that his friendship is fake. Oh my God, my heart no. broke. But again, I, there's another book that we read that I'm thinking of that had a similar kind of twist to that, where everything that a character knew about the people who loved them was wrong, yeah. and it just like shattered. me. Me. something about esme saying like her heart broke for him a little bit yes like kind of healed that wound a little bit to like recognize like yeah this sucks this sucks and it's kind of a problem mm-hmm. but and sitting with those feelings yeah and you know it's like well thank you for actually like 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 admitting that this kind of sucks, sucks yeah. and maybe like have a little bit of sympathy for the dude because you know maybe this thing that's really important to him doesn't you know is kind of not real mm-hmm. but it, in a way it's kind of like funny because there is a thread of the real because brian is forced to care so much about <laughs> the so and, and yeah somehow along the way like he's become obsessed with yeah, it even yeah, though he yeah. hates it yeah I, like, I don't like football but i'm like it's like getting I'm, in the way like, of this is training. like the most yeah. important thing in the world yeah. now for some reason it's almost like a magical thing they like put on him it or something kind of yeah, almost i love is, how right? fancy his house was too because like <gasps> oh my the, god being a designer, designer was so yeah. important to him and now he's just like a football just <laughs> <laughs> like fancy throw pillows oh, i hope dad gets his moment in a future book like I-, I want him to just shine Same. he's a good dude yeah. like his moment in the spotlight he's a sweet dad yeah he's not an abusive weird neglectful dad he's just a real just trying working to dad that he's not like the cool dad either he's yeah. just he's like not. he's not he's uh, what does she say trying to raise a daughter everything is not around everything he owns is moisture wicking like it's just <laughs> such a good visual <laughs> scott did you feel seen yet again i wasn't gonna say it but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I own a lot of more moisture-wicking clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we done? Yeah, we, we got to do our final <laughs> scores, our ex- execution score. Does anybody have a clever thing out of things? Ooh. <laughs> face. Pretty pebbles. Pretty pebbles. <laughs> How many bowls of babysitter's crunch? <laughs> oh, I like that, actually. Okay, wait, that's actually Actually, that's good. That's I like really that. Okay, cute. that's Go good. Spoonfuls. Like that. How many spoonfuls? How many spoonfuls? How many, sp- how many spoonfuls? Of- yeah, Ooh. I love it. Okay. Scott, why don't you kick it off then? Okay, okay. She, I th- I feel like she specifically went into this book trying to make a very female forward empowering book while being really fun and 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 you know really kind of hearkening back to some of those older you know witch stories while making it very recent. And with that, I th- feel that she was completely successful. This is five big bites of Babysitter's Crunch. Aww. I I thought that she absolutely nailed this story and i am so excited for the next one i'm i'm feeling very similar part of me part of me wants to give it the 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 4.5 because not because because i bite (laughs) just half a bite a little nibble i'm feeling a little full um but i also feel the the 4.5 comes from while i when i started it and when i was leading up to like the the last third of it there were some things that i was like "Eh." you know like the whole like 
trope of the the boy crush and just like a few things where I was just like, oh, this is such a such a teen book. And I was I was just looking for something a little bit more meaty. But then that last third brought it up to five five spoonfuls for me (laughs) because it's just like it turned it around and it and it just became way more um, I don't want to say serious, but like it just kind of did away with all of the stereotypical teen book tropes that I was like, "Mm, nope, this is great. So I give it a, I give five, five big old spoonfuls of babysitter scrunch. I love like, I love that whole wrap up you just gave, but it also kind of hurt my head because I started to feel like it was a math problem a little bit. <laughs> the thirds. Exactly. And then I was like, if X equals. If it's four and a half times <laughs> two thirds, five <laughs> times one third. That was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. So oh my like, God, that's me. That is yeah. so me. Um, so for myself, I mean, I know this is a little bit we're all going to say kind of a reiteration, but everybody always has their own kind of spin to put on it. And mine is what we often say when we really love a book is there's just nothing I would change about it. There's nothing that like when it was all said and done, I would do differently. I would or I would ask the author to do differently. And I miss it. And I will crave this world and these characters. So it's definitely five spoonfuls of um, Babysitter's Crunch for me. I like it. Yep. Five big old spoonfuls, the whole bowl of Babysitter's Crunch. (laughs) With, Keep the, them with the generous layer of M&M's and the sprinkler sugar, <laughs> sugar all of that, all of that. Yeah, like like we've all said, it was just, it was that, it was nostalgia, but it was also very contemporary. It was magical, but also believable and so real. All the details down to their fashion choices, just, I love it so much. And I didn't know what to expect. I fell in love with the cover. I knew I had to read it, but I was like, okay, this, this could be super cool or this could be super corny. I don't know where this is going to go, but it went, it just ticked all the right boxes for me. Kate has built this amazing universe, and I cannot wait to see how she expands upon it. All the stuff we're going to learn about the sitters and their whole world. Oh, man. I'm so excited. Yeah. The the future is looking bright for you, Kate. Future is female. <laughs> the future is sitter. Future is sitter. So I guess we've got to do both sign-offs. I guess we do. Yes. How do we do that? I'll, well, I'll, we'll just do them one after the other. One after the other. So Or we kind of combine it. Like, Ooh, okay. Like a little marriage. Together, yes. Um, Let's see how it goes. So Maybe we should have Scott it. say it. I think we should. Because you're like the... Because I'm kind of like the, the middle man, I guess? You're the token okay. male. Is, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You're the token. You're the token oh, does it feel so good, does it? <laughs> yeah. When no. that shoe's on the other foot. <laughs> it's, re- it's real true. It's real true. All right. You had fun. Well, then. <laughs> With your XY chromosomes. <laughs> We're a blast. And We're fun, time. David. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so, so Thank much. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Yes, friends. You I'm guys, so glad we did this. This oh. has been the season of crossovers. Can I just say? Oh, like, it's it's been, Y'all have been keeping very busy. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, how do you feel having lost your John Junkie's cherry? Oh, my God. It's the best. I, I want more. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was like the best Foley ever. Thanks. The pop. That was, that was you. That was me. Yeah. Oh my god. I like, don't even know who did it. No, I thought, that was great. Thanks. Um. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> I just I want to help help my girl out. You know what, Scott? We're going to bestow an honor upon you, which is that you get to do both send-offs. Oh, my goodness. This is very exciting. Oh. Yeah. It's not even your birthday. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us, listeners. 
And until next time, stay light as a feather, stiff as a board, and keep reading past your bedtimes. (laughs) 